Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hey there, welcome to episode 171 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thank you for joining me for the number one podcast for membership site owners. This is a place to be for the proven practical tips and advice that you need to run and grow a successful membership business. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Whether you're a brand new listener or a long-term subscriber, I truly appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Today, we're tackling... A topic that nobody really talks about because it's quite a negative thing. We're talking about a situation that you hope, as a membership site owner, never happens to you. And that is how to avoid your membership becoming a burden. Something you don't enjoy doing. Something you resent having to do. This isn't something that most of us want to think about, especially when you're first setting out with your membership and you're all focused on the positives and all these great things that being a membership site owner could do for you. The truth is, for some people, sometimes it doesn't quite work out as nice and rosy as that. Sometimes you end up in a situation where you hate running your membership. Now, obviously, that is something you want to avoid at all costs because a membership isn't like an online course or an ebook or a product where it's done. You're selling a finished article. And if you decide that you no longer enjoy it, then it's fine. You can just not sell that thing anymore and move on to the next thing. But with a membership site, if you've got people enrolled and subscribed and paying you month after month, year after year, they've made a commitment to you. And as the membership owner, you need to repay that commitment with a commitment of your own. You have that obligation to keep the membership going, especially if people have paid you for a year's access. Three months in, if you decide you no longer want to run your membership site, then you're effectively on the hook for another nine months in terms of honouring your commitment to the people who were paid for that year. So the level of commitment that's involved after the sale when it comes to memberships, well, of course, that's the thing that makes a membership model so great because you're getting that ongoing payment and all of that sort of stuff. But it also does mean that if you end up in a place where you hate your membership, where just turning up, creating content, getting into the community, answering questions is a burden then that can be a very bad place to be in. So today, we're talking about how you actually avoid that situation. And it all really starts with the reasons that you started a membership site in the first place. Why are you doing this? If you go into the membership game for the wrong reasons, to make a quick book or because you think it'll be easy, or because somebody convinced you that if you didn't start a membership site, your business would collapse. If you've just taken the advice blindly from a business coach or one of these online gurus, said with very heavily emphasized air quotes, if you've just taken their advice and that's literally the only reason you're running your membership, then you could be headed for trouble. So you need to make sure from the get-go, if you haven't started a membership, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it because you love the membership model, because you love the idea of serving your community. The idea that in 10 years' time, your day job could consist solely of creating content and answering questions about this topic. If that scares you, if that sounds like hell, you're probably not 
going to enjoy running a membership site. If that sounds like your idea of heaven, then that's a good reason to start a membership. Because you want to eat, sleep, live and breathe this topic. To spend your time helping people in their journeys towards a goal that you are a specialist in or something like that. You need to be going into this for the right reasons. That's not to say that a love and a passion for the topic is the only reason for running a membership that is right. You know, there are good reasons from a business sense to get that increased flexibility that a membership brings. To enjoy the benefits of recurring revenue in terms of stability and predictability and all of that sort of stuff but if you are just in this for quick money or because someone's convinced you that it's a golden goose or a silver bullet that's going to unlock untold riches for zero effort then you're going to be in for disappointment and when that disappointment hits running a membership will suddenly become a burden because you're not getting out of it what you were expecting Because your expectations of what the model would do for you are wrong. They're unrealistic. And the reason behind you going into membership is wrong. So think about the reasons you start in your membership. Or if you're thinking of starting one in the future, think about the real reasons you're doing this. Write these reasons down. Put it on a post-it note. Stick it to your monitor or stick it to the wall in your office where you're going to be able to see it so that any time you're feeling the grind, any time you're feeling a little worn down or you've had a bad day in your role as a membership owner, you've had a complaint or a piece of content you created got a bad reaction or something like that, you can remind yourself of these reasons because sometimes we can lose sight of why we get into something. Sometimes we take stuff for granted. So being able to give yourself a little sanity check and just remind yourself in the slumps, in the down periods, when you're starting to kind of get weighed down by the day-to-day of running your membership, reminding yourself of why you're doing this. Whether it's a desire to serve and help as many people as you can, or whether it's simply to allow you to have a lifestyle where you can spend more time with your children, where you can wake up in the morning without that knot of anxiety in your stomach from thinking, oh my, I really don't want to have to check my inbox in case I've got all these emails from clients. If these are the sorts of reasons why you decided to start a membership site, you need to be able to remind yourself of these from time to time in order to help you get out of the quicksand that can quickly lead to you feeling your membership site is a negative and resenting your membership site and seeing it as a burden. So first thing, make sure you're going into it for the right reasons. And once you've identified what those reasons are or what those reasons were, if you think back to when you start your membership, write these down and revisit them from time to time. Anytime you start to feel that things are slipping, that you're not enjoying it, remind yourself of why you're doing this. It can pep you up, it can keep you on the right path, and it can stop you from slipping towards taking a negative viewpoint of your membership site. Those expectations when you're running a membership, when you start one, it's so, so important that those are realistic. A membership's not going to make you a millionaire overnight. Memberships are, by their very nature, a slow burn. This isn't get-rich-quick, smash-and-grab, short-term kind of stuff. You are playing the long game with your membership. So again, if you've gone into this with unrealistic expectations, and then six months, 12 months, two years, whatever, down the line, you're getting increasingly disheartened, increasingly annoyed, increasingly negative about the fact that those expectations have not yet been met, 
then you need to really challenge whether those expectations were realistic in the first place. Make sure that your expectations of your membership are rooted in reality because if you don't feel like you're hitting your goals, then of course you're going to start to think more negatively about your membership. And the thing is, when you start to feel that your membership is a burden, then it has a domino effect. Because if you start feeling negatively about your membership, then the content that you create, the way in which you engage with your members, the tone that you take inside your community, the speed with which you reply to customer support issues, all of that sort of stuff, they bear the brunt of that negativity. That negativity will show, which results in a poorer experience for your members, which is going to lead to more members leaving, more complaints, more negativity within your community and all of that sort of stuff, which in turn is going to make you feel even worse, which in turn is going to make you feel even worse. And then that vicious cycle continues. So it's not just about making you feel better about being a membership site owner. It's about helping you avoid getting into that dangerous cycle. Once you start thinking that way about your membership, it's a slippery, slippery slope. Something that I know can lead people down that negative path is feeling like they are having to constantly grind this never-ending slew of content for their members. You know, so often people running memberships get things confused when it comes to content and delivering content to members versus delivering value to members. Something we always say is that if you expect people to pay you on an ongoing basis, you need to deliver value on an ongoing basis. But far too many people think that delivering value means constantly creating content. New courses, new workshops, tutorials, downloads, on and on and on. Value and content are not the same thing. Now, sometimes that feeling of obligation that if you don't create stuff constantly on and on and on and on, if you're not caught up in this content arms race, then people are going to leave. That can create a really unhealthy relationship between you and your members because you start to see them as these never satisfied, always over demanding people that constantly need to be fed new stuff lest they throw a fit and cancel their membership and hate you forever. But that's very rarely how it is. Members don't join and don't stay in memberships purely for the stuff. You're not getting a prize for having the most stuff. It's all about value. It's about helping people achieve their goals, get to where they want to go, get the results that they joined your membership for. That doesn't equate to constantly being on a content treadmill. So if that is something that's starting to get you down, you need to reevaluate how you approach content versus value. Don't get caught in the trap of just creating content for the sake of creating content. There's so many ways in which you can help your members deliver value to them, show up for them, serve them in the way they need to be served in order to help them on their journey that don't involve content. 
live Q&A calls, simply answering people in forums, helping connect your members with each other and help people to find accountability buddies and stuff like that. All sorts of things that we talked about at length in past episodes of the Membership Guys podcast that enable you to deliver on that ongoing value without getting caught up in a content arms race. Because when you feel that obligation, when you feel like you need to be always feeding the beast with new content just for the sake of new content, then again, it can be a slippery slope towards negativity and it can make you feel that your membership is a burden. Remember, you get to set the pace. You are the one in control. If you don't want to publish a new workshop every single week, don't create a membership site that advertises a new workshop every single week. You get to set the terms of engagement. You get to decide what your membership will provide. And as long as you're clear about what your membership will actually give to people on an ongoing basis within your marketing materials and on your sales page, as long as you're clear about that, you know, as long as you're not telling people you will get a brand new epic course every week, then nobody's going to expect it. And anybody who does expect an epic course every week coming to your sales page and saying that that's not what your membership is, well, they're not going to join. So you get to set the terms. You get to decide how much or how little content your membership will provide and what ways in which it will deliver value. You don't have to create content at all. Your membership could just be community-based or the value could be delivered just through live Q&As and discounts and perks that you go out there and negotiate for your members. You don't need to be creating hours upon hours of training material if you don't want to. Just make sure that you are clear about people's expectations because it then makes it easier for you to manage them and for those expectations to not manage you. The same goes for how accessible you make yourself to your members. Now, if you have a community within your membership, then you should be showing up, you should be serving, you should be answering questions, not ignoring members when they post, you know, taking time out of your day to say hello to any new members and to encourage people and congratulate them on progress and all of that sort of stuff. But outside of that community aspect, you get to set boundaries in terms of how you engage with and how accessible and available you are to your members. So if you're getting overwhelmed and you're starting to really get annoyed that loads of your members are sending you personal emails or sending you private messages or they're flooding your support system with questions they shouldn't be emailing in privately, questions that should go in your Facebook group or your forum, you get to control that set some boundaries and have the discipline to stick to them. If somebody sends you an email to your private email address that you haven't made available anywhere, they've just kind of done some research and hunted it down, or maybe they've taken a guess and they've just fired off an email to your name at yourwebsite.com. If that is not a communication channel that you have purposefully made available to your members, then you can choose not to engage with people in that channel. You simply tell them, unfortunately, because of the number of emails we get, the number of members that we do have, we can't provide one-on-one -on -one support via email. So what you'll need to do is post this inquiry in the forum. 
Or let's say you've got a customer support system using something like Help Scout, for example, that is set up to answer questions and deal with issues relating to account problems or something like that, where people should only be emailing you if, for example, there's a problem with their payment or if they want to cancel or something like that. If you find that people are emailing that or using that ticketing system to ask you just general advice and try to get some coaching, again, You need to have the discipline to stick to the boundaries and ensure people are using the communication channels that you've set up in the way that they are intended. Someone emails your customer support ticketing system for general advice, you tell them, this email address is only for this. If you want help with that, you need to go into the forum and use it. And the truth is, most people will have no problems with it. People who have deliberately tried to skirt around the boundaries you put in place, they'll be aware that that is what they're doing, and so they're not going to feel too hard done by when you effectively call them on it without being confrontational, but they'll have been expecting it. Or maybe they didn't realize that sending you a private message via Facebook was a no-no, Once you correct them and you let them know where they should be posting their questions and what the right channel to use is, again, usually they're not going to feel too hard done by. They've been corrected, they go and post in the right place, and that's it. You might get a small handful of people who might be a bit peeved, or they have this attitude of, well, you know, I know we're not meant to do this, but I'm important, so I'm going to do it anyway. They're going to be in the extreme minority, and honestly, you don't want those people as members. So make sure you set boundaries and you have the discipline to stick to them, particularly when it comes to how accessible and how available you are to your members and what channels in particular you make yourself accessible through. Your Facebook Messenger inbox will probably be a no-go area. Emailing you directly will probably be a no-go area if you have other channels of communication available to your members. Same can go for the times of day in which you are available to respond. Again, don't be afraid to say, we reply to emails between 9 and 5, Monday to Friday. If you email outside of those times, please be aware that it may take 12 to 24 hours to get a response. Something like that. Set those boundaries, have the discipline to stick to them. That can go a long, long way to maintaining a semblance of order with your membership and, again, to help you not feel encumbered by members constantly bombarding you from all directions. This can help prevent your membership from becoming a burden and from taking over your life. We're huge, huge advocates for developing robust systems and processes in your business. Any task that you complete more than once, so whether it's recording and editing a podcast, for example, publishing a new piece of member content, sending out a weekly newsletter, anything you're doing more than once within your membership business, develop a process where you break down that activity step by step and you use a system like Asana or Trello to actually really systemize that to turn it into a template that you can then reuse. Having these sorts of systems and processes ensure that not only are the things you're doing more streamlined, more efficient, more effective, it also helps you get more organized and it makes it easier for you to outsource either entire tasks or different smaller parts of the process again this frees up time for you and again it just makes things easier to run so it's not taking over your life so your days 
don't go out of control because when all that stuff happens, you start to think more negatively about your membership. It starts to become a burden, that word coming up over and over again. But yeah, systems, processes, they are the backbone of successful memberships. So a lot of this is about structure, it's about logistics, it's about keeping things under control because when things aren't running smoothly, that's when you start to get stressed out. That's when your brain starts to feel like it needs to explode. And if you're associating those feelings with your membership, with your members, then that is not a good road to go down. But mindset plays a big, big part of this. Again, we talked about just how important it is that you have the right reasons for running a membership and that your expectations of what a membership business can do for you are realistic. And on a day-to-day basis, it's also important to understand that there are going to be ups and downs. You'll have days that are just fantastic. Member sales are through the roof. Everyone's positive, happy, and getting along inside your community. The new tactics you're trying are working like gangbusters. But you'll have the down days as well. You'll have those periods where sales just aren't coming in. Or you'll have days where there's a huge spike of cancellations and you have no idea why You'll have days where you get complaints out of the blue from members that you thought were happy. You'll have days where someone who's been a long-term member, who you kind of counted on as one of the backbone members of your community, they just up and leave without any explanation or any warning signs. The down days will happen. Memberships, like anything in life, in business, have their ups and downs, but it's up to you how you choose to process them, what you choose to focus on. It's important that you focus on the positives and not the negatives. If one member leaves and says that your membership site is trash, that doesn't override or negate the hundreds and hundreds of members who absolutely love your membership site. One bad day for sales doesn't negate all of the good days for sales. A bad day for cancellations doesn't mean that your membership is suddenly just going to die. It's up to you to focus on the positives and not the negatives. And I think what a lot of us do is if 10 things happen, nine of them are good and one of them is bad, we tend to focus on the one bad thing. I don't know why we do this. It's human nature, I suppose. But you need to be mindful of that and make a deliberate effort to focus on the positives and not the negatives. And in saying this, I don't mean to be blinkered and to look at everything with rose-colored glasses. I don't mean that you ignore any constructive negative feedback that you get or that you ignore any danger signs of problems in your membership. But There's a big difference between paying attention to the negatives, acknowledging it, using them, learning from them. There's a big difference between that and becoming obsessed by them and allowing the negatives to taint your overall mindset and the way in which you approach the running of your membership. Focusing on the positives and not the negatives, again, that will have a knock-on effect Because if you're focusing on the one person who left and not the 10 people who joined, then what does that do for the 10 people who joined? What does that do for your mindset and your quality of work when you sit down to create a course or record a webinar? Focus on the positives and not the negatives. Same goals for all walks of life, but particularly with memberships, helps you avoid that slippery slope That can result in you hating your members, hating your membership, feeling like everything's doom and gloom. It's a choice. You choose 
what you're going to focus on, and what you're going to allow to affect you in your role as a membership site owner. But as we said, it's not about ignoring the negatives. It's not about taking stuff for granted. You still need to pay attention to this stuff. You just don't let it rule you. You don't let it become an obsession. If you are getting 10 signups in a day, don't get complacent that that'll just happen automatically. That you can just sit back and take your foot off the gas and stop putting in any effort. We talked right at the beginning of this episode about that ongoing commitment. Even when things are going well, that old saying, make hay while the sun shines. You've got to continue innovating. You've got to continue serving your members. Don't take things for granted. Don't get complacent. Don't get lazy. Because not only will that ultimately, in the long run, most likely lead to your membership going backwards, to growth slowing down and all of that sort of stuff, it's also not good for you and for your mindset. Because if you get complacent, you get blasé, you can end up getting bored. And when we talk about memberships feeling like a burden when you hate them, when you resent them, it can possibly be even worse when you're bored by your membership. Because at least if you're resentful and hateful and feeling negative towards your membership, there's a little bit of passion there. There's something firing you. There's something fueling you. And that can be turned around. You can still take that passion and turn it from a negative place to a positive place. But if you're bored, if you're just bored to your wit's end of your membership, of your members, of the topic of being a membership owner, it's hard to come back from that. It's really hard to come back from that. Now, sure, reminding yourself of the reasons you did this can help. But if you've got complacent, if you're feeling a bit lazy, a bit bored, a bit blasé, are you likely to really take actions to try and pep yourself back up? There's all sorts of things you can do to renew your interest in a topic. And usually it's interest in the topic as opposed to interest in teaching it and all of that. There's stuff you can do, certainly exploring new developments in an area or taking on little side projects in which you're actually applying the stuff you've been teaching. All of these sorts of things can pep you up, trying a new content format, bringing on new staff members to inject a bit of life. These sorts of things can snap you up your boredom. But it's so, so important to try and avoid getting into a place where you need to be snapped out of it. And that all starts with making sure you don't take things for granted, you don't get complacent. And finally, something that I think all membership site owners need to do, and that is to keep things simple. So many people overthink and overcomplicate their memberships. Some of the best memberships are the simplest don't overdo it by putting every possible bell and whistle onto your site, bowling on all these different features, all these different types of content that your members simply don't need. Keep things simple. Don't overthink it. Don't overdo it. Because when you do overdo it, that's when things get stressful. That's when you start pulling your hair out trying to get the technology in place to do all the million and one things you want your membership to do. That's when your workload as a content creator can get ridiculously stressful because you're creating a dozen different formats of content and you're putting out way too much content. Same with your marketing. If you're tying yourself in knots with sales funnels, if you're stressing 
over what you can do to raise your conversion rate by 0.01% and you're split testing 20 different things on your sales page, but yet none of it actually matters because you're not getting anywhere near enough traffic for any such testing to really be valid. When you're doing any of that, man, it's just tiring. It is tiring. It is stressful. It causes anxiety. And as we said all the way through this episode, where does that lead to? It leads you to a negative place as a membership site owner and that is as we said a slippery slope keep it super simple do you really need that new feature do you really need all those different pricing tiers seven or eight different possible plans when people join your membership different levels convoluted drip feeding do you really need it could you not just have one membership level Could you not just have two or three main content types and a forum? Do you really need to close your doors and then do a fake wait list with a fake application process with a webinar and a this and a that? Can you not just have a button people can click on to join your membership? Keep it super simple. It'll help you avoid headaches. It'll help you avoid stress. It'll help you avoid overworking yourself and overcomplicating things to a point where your members, they haven't got a clue what's going on because your website needs a 300-page manual just to figure out where the hell everything is. Keep things super simple. Trust me, you will thank me for that. The more overcomplicated things get, the more risk there is that it'll all go wrong. And when things start going wrong and it starts becoming a chore then your membership becomes a burden and nobody wins. Okay, so quick recap. Make sure that you are running a membership site that you went into this for the right reasons and make a point of reminding yourself of these anytime you're feeling a little bit of a lull, you're feeling down about your membership. Make sure your expectations are realistic, both in terms of how much you need to show up in terms of the amount of money you can make and how long it'll take to get there and all that sort of stuff. If your expectations are unrealistic, you're going to feel bad about not hitting those expectations and that can lead you down a bad path. Don't confuse value with content. Avoid getting sucked into that content arms race. Nobody joins a membership just because it's got the most stuff. So if you're overworking and you're getting burned out, grinding out content, then stop. Think about how you can deliver value without constantly being on that treadmill. Within your membership, make sure you're setting boundaries on how accessible and available you are to your members when you're available. All that sort of stuff and have the discipline to stick to them. Developing systems and processes are absolutely key to successful memberships. Having this sort of stuff in place will help your business run like clockwork and a well-running business is a business you can feel good about. Remember, memberships are like any kind of business or like anything in life. There'll be ups and downs. There'll be positives and negatives. You are the one who chooses which of those to focus on. But don't get complacent. Don't take stuff for granted. Don't get lazy. You don't want to end up being bored by your membership because that's really not a good place to be. And overall, don't overthink things. Just keep them simple, especially especially in the early days of your membership, where you don't need a million and one features. You don't need a million and one different types of content or ridiculous technical tricks. 
keep things super simple, then your membership will become easier to run, easier to sell, easier for your members to use. And you're far more likely to get burned out and feel that your membership is a chore when things are easy versus when they're difficult. Okay, so hopefully some of this has been a good food for thought. Hopefully if you've been in a little bit of a negative mind space, you've been in a bit of a funk about your membership, hopefully some of what we talked about in today's episode has been a little bit of a kick up the butt to help you get back in a good place and start enjoying life as a membership site owner again. If today's episode has helped you, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at membershipguys or let me know inside our free Facebook group that I'm sure you're already part of. If you're not a part of it, on the Facebook app, just search for Membership Mastermind or in your browser, type in talkmemberships.com and that'll redirect you to our free group. There's about 10,000 membership site owners in there and I'd love to hear from you about your own situation. Have you been starting to feel like your membership was a bit of a chore? How did you get there? What are you doing to get yourself out of that funk? And has today's episode helped you out? That's it from me for this week. Thanks as always for tuning in. If you are a new time listener and you've enjoyed today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button in your podcast player whether it's itunes stitcher spotify whatever hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership guys podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com the Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting growing and running a membership website so whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members then the member site academy can help you to get to the next level with our extensive course library monthly training exclusive member only discounts perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback encouragement and advice the member site academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership website so check it out at membersiteacademy.com